0: Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church and welcome to our podcast. I wanna thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. All right. You guys ready? All right. It's a, a rowdy crowd this morning. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, I wanna talk to you this morning, title of my message is, Don't Carry Control. And I wanna talk to you this morning about how life is just busy sometimes and what we could do about that. So let's pray real quick. Jesus, uh, I just thank you so much that as we gather around your word right now, we thank you so much, Lord, that um, the word of God just becomes real to everybody in this room, Jesus. That the Holy Spirit would reveal Jesus to us, and that the Word of God would change our lives, change our minds, change our thinking. In Jesus' name, Father, that we would surrender everything to you today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Give it up for the worship team, everybody. They did amazing. I don't know if you noticed, we got a couple brand new speakers trying to Get the sound, be amazing. Everybody give it up for Damien in the back. He is killing it, let's go. That's what I'm talking about, I love it. All right, like I said, the title of my message is Don't Carry Control, and that'll make sense later. But uh, how many know that life gets busy, right? Anybody in a busy season right now where you're just kind of running around and everything like that? Yeah, um, so I just turned 30 a couple weeks ago at the beginning of May and uh, I have almost a two-year-old and he's a lot, he's, he's, um, he's all over the place. But uh, right now, I'm realizing that life is just busy, right? And you know, I know that life is gonna keep on getting busier but what I've come to find out is that when life gets busy, we tend to forget things. Right? We tend to forget the little things in life. Uh, anybody uh, ever uh, read a text before and then you completely forgot to respond and then life happens and you think, oh my gosh, I forgot to respond to that person. One of my friends, um, he, he wanted me to, or he, yeah, he does want me to officiate his wedding. He, he uh, texted me. Probably about two months ago, and you know I, I just got busy and everything like that, and I realized the other day I was like, I completely forgot to uh, you know text him back and so i I scrolled back and finally found his text, and he's like, "No man, we already found somebody else no, but uh no we're, we're locked in trust me um but uh but life just gets busy, and you forget things all right, so i'm gonna do a little pop quiz. I just want to see how much all right we can relate here, okay, all right has anybody been so busy in life that you have left the house without your cell phone? Oh yes, yes, thank you Lord, all right? That's the worst, okay? Because I'm like down the road, it's too late to turn around, I reach for it, it's not there, whole day's ruined, all right? Anybody, this is, listen, this is, if this is you, then it's okay, no shame. Has anybody gotten so busy that you have forgotten to leave the house without brushing your teeth? Truckloads. All right. Okay. That's why. That's why <laughs> I gotta clean this mic. Edward. Just kidding. Um. That's gross. Anybody have forgotten that you have dinner with a friend before, and they have texted you saying, "Hey, you have terrible friends." All right. Anybody? Oh, this is this is these two are deep. All right. So there's forgiveness in the house. Anybody ever forgotten your anniversary with your spouse? Good job, everyone! Oh, I'm sorry, we have a hand back there. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you for your honesty. Uh, I appreciate it. All right, has anybody ever forgotten to pick up your kids from somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I did it once, all right? I was on the highway, and I thought, I have a kid, and uh, he's not in the back seat. So, uh, (laughs) what? (laughs) So... Uh, life gets busy, right? And we tend to forget things, sometimes. And we neglect things in life. You know, um, when life gets busy, we can neglect our health. Anybody ever been there before where we just think, hey, it's easier to go through White Castle than it is to go home and uh, take a, you know, make some chicken and everything like that, right? Make a home-cooked meal, all right? It's just easier to run through McDonald's or somewhere. Sometimes we neglect our spouse, right? I mean, we, we are just busy in life, and sometimes we just forget to say hi to our spouse even when we come in. Maybe some of us in here might need to reintroduce ourselves to our spouse real quick because we've been so busy. We neglect our kids, all right? We forget our kids' names sometimes. Um, we even neglect sleep. Anybody, a night owl? All right, yeah. We neglect sleep. Sleep is important. We need it. Sometimes we neglect Jesus, right? We neglect coming to church. We neglect serving or giving, all of these things. And this morning, what I wanna do is I wanna look at the life of Jesus, okay? Because he is our ultimate example. And I wanna look at the life of Jesus because when we see Jesus, we look at somebody that is the busiest person that has ever lived, right? And we think about the Bible and we think, oh, he had a few encounters here, he healed, you know, he did a miracle here, you know. But we see Jesus and we know this that there are thousands and thousands of people following him every single day, wanting his attention, wanting something from him. We see Jesus and he is the busiest person that has ever lived. Jesus was on the clock. 24 seven. And here's the amazing thing about Jesus, is that even though he was the busiest person, he had thousands of people wanting his attention, Jesus never neglected anyone, right? Jesus never neglected anyone. There's a story in Mark chapter five, verse 21 through 31. It says this, after Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then, a man saw that it was Jesus, so he pushed through the crowd and threw himself down at his feet. His name was Jarvis, right? Jarvis? Jar, Jarvis? What? A Jewish, we'll call him Jay. Um, a Jewish official who was in charge of the center. I actually have a note right there to find out how that's pronounced. Second service. I'll figure it out. <laughs> what? Jairus. All right, we'll call him that. All right, a Jewish official. who was in charge of the synagogue. He pleaded with Jesus, saying over and over again, please come with me. My little daughter is at the point of death and she's only 12 years old. Come and lay your hands on her and heal her and she will live. Immediately, Jesus went with him and the huge crowd followed, pressing in on him from all sides. That's the first person in this story. And I love that Jesus has people all around him, but yet he sees an individual and he never Neglects him. Verse 25. Now, in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from a continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet, in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, she was getting worse instead of better. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl for she kept saying to herself if i could touch even his clothes i know i will be healed as soon as her hand touched him her bleeding her bleeding immediately stopped she knew it for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease jesus knew at once that someone had touched him for he felt the power for he felt the power that always surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed. He turned and spoke to the crowd saying, who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, what do you mean who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' Jesus' eyes kept uh, swept across the crowd looking for the one who had touched him for healing. Again, we see Jesus in this story, crowds all around him wanting something from him. And yet, Two people needed him, and Jesus never neglected them. Jesus never, ever neglected, even though he was busy. And why is that? And this is what I've seen in the life of Jesus, that Jesus never neglected people because he never neglected prayer. All right, Jesus never neglected people because he never neglected prayer. Jesus never missed an opportunity to pray. This was the busiest man to ever live and yet the Bible constantly says that Jesus went to pray. Matthew chapter 14 through 23 says this, after the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. And as night fell, he was there praying alone. Luke chapter six, verse 12 says, after leaving the synagogue, Jesus went into the high hills to spend the whole night in prayer to God. And Mark chapter one, verse 35 says, the next morning, Jesus got up uh, before daylight, left the house while it was dark and made his way to a secluded place to give himself to prayer. Jesus never missed a time to pray. And why is this important? What's the connection here, okay? It's this. Prayer will always, always, always connect you to the heart of God. Prayer will connect you always to the heart of God. Jesus knew that despite being busy in life, he needed to make time to pray. He needed to be connected with God. And 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 you know, obviously Jesus was fully man, fully God. But man, I would just, I would honestly love to see or like ask him someday, like, hey. What if you didn't spend a day in prayer? You know, like what would happen, you know? I mean, you're encountering all these people. Would you just get like annoyed at them all of a sudden and be like, you know, just ignore them or, or, or get upset with them or anything like that? I mean, you're, you're dealing with disciples that are doubting and Pharisees that are questioning them and people who just need something from them always. But Jesus knew the value of every single day giving time to prayer. Jesus is setting an example to us. He's like, look, there's gonna be people at your work that you don't necessarily care for. There's gonna be bosses that you don't like There's gonna be people that you encounter throughout the day. There's gonna be issues with your kids. There's gonna be issues with your spouse. There's just gonna be stressful moments. There's just gonna be pressure moments. There's just gonna be moments in life where people just are pulling at you and they need something from you. But prayer connects us to the heart of God. And Jesus is setting the example. If you get connected to God through prayer, then the busyness of life will not overcome you if you get connected to God and you get connected to his heart and what he's saying for today then the busyness of life will not overwhelm you it will not overcome you I love this that we we have an amazing pastor that that has a lot on his plate a lot on his mind and yet the great, one of the greatest things that he's ever said the example for the staff is he will text me and he'll say, listen, I just need the sanctuary for about 30 minutes, right? Can everybody just clear out for about 30 minutes? Why? Because in the middle of his busy day, he needs time to connect with God, right? He needs time to pray. He needs time to hear what God is saying. And, and in the middle of your day, you may not have a quiet sanctuary to go to. You may not have a, a, a place that you can go to. But you know what? You can still connect with God, right? And the busyness and the stress and the pressure, everything like that, you can still connect with God. You know, a couple months ago, um, we were, uh, Elena and I were just kind of going through a, a little bit of a, Tough time with some situations just in life. And we were, I personally was just dealing with uh, a lot of emotions. I was dealing with a lot of fear, dealing with a lot of anger, dealing with a lot of just confusion, honestly, and, uh, and really intimidation. Anybody relate to that? Moments in life? And I remember... Uh, we would put Mitchell to bed and uh, we would just be in our bedroom and we would just turn on some worship music and we would uh, just spend time in prayer. And uh, truthfully, that was, uh, those are some of the greatest moments where God has revealed himself to me. Where in, in the midst of everything that's going on, in the midst of all the feelings and emotions that are going on, Jesus revealed himself because I gave him time to listen to what he was saying. I gave him time to hear his heart on the situation, to hear his heart on what was going on. And so when I say that prayer connects you to the heart of God, that's exactly what it does. And I remember just in those moments of just praying and praying and praying, that was the greatest time that the Lord revealed himself to me. And all of a sudden, the Lord's just talking to me. and said, you know what? I'm your defender. I am absolutely your defender. And I'm going to take care of this situation. And you don't have to worry about that. I mean, I remember telling Elena that, man, I just feel like intimidation is just like broken off of me all of a sudden. I just feel like all this anger has just like left all of a sudden. I feel like all of this confusion, Lord, has just brought peace to my heart. Why? Because prayer connects us to God. We begin to hear what he is saying about our situation. I mean, I, mean, I know I'm not the only one in this room, and look, I know that I'm not the busiest person in this room. But when we're busy, when we feel stressed out, when we feel the pressure, when we feel overwhelmed, what did Jesus do? He connected with God. He took time to connect with God. I wanna, let me go on a little rabbit trail just about that. Husbands, make sure you spend time praying with your wife. Make sure you spend time praying with your wife. Make sure you spend time praying as a couple. Make sure you don't leave the house before just taking a few moments to pray with your wife, pray over your wife. Wives, pray over your husbands. Husband, don't, unless you have multiple. (laughs) That's between you and God. But husbands, pray over your wife. Wives, pray over your husband. Because when life has pressure, I find that it's easy to take it out on the one that you're closest to. And then they start to become the enemy. They start to become the problem. But they're not the problem. The problem is, is that you haven't connected with God about your situation. And if you just pray over your wife and pray over your husband, I guarantee you'll find the heart of God and what he's saying about them and about your situation. Pray over your kids. I mean, I know I've shared this before, but Mitchell's been, he's, he hasn't been the best sleeper, but we have dedicated our life, our nights to praying over him intentionally. Not just a little soft prayer, but intentionally praying over him because he is a good sleeper. And he's been honestly sleeping great ever since we've been doing that. But pray over your spouse. Pray over your kids. Now, I wanna clear something up real quick. Um, When I say developing a prayer life, here's what I mean by that, all right? When I say dedicating your, your, your day to prayer, here's what I mean by that, is that a lot of people think that praying is getting up in the morning and praying for two hours. If that's you, God bless you. Praise the Lord. That's what the Lord's asking you to do? That's awesome. I haven't got that yet, but I may be not tuned in. Smith Wigglesworth was a preacher back in the 20s, 30s. And he said this. He said, I don't pray for more than 15 minutes, but I don't go 15 minutes without praying. What that means is this, is that he's living a life of continual prayer right, because prayer is not just a monologue where, Lord, I'm spitting out everything that's going on today. Prayer is this. It's a continual, throughout the day, connection with God, right? So you don't have to. It's, it, let, me, let me clear this up. It's not a religious duty, okay? Prayer is not a religious duty that you pray, check it off, I'm good for today, right? It's not just something that you just, God, love you, see ya, You know, it is a connection throughout the day that says this, God, I want to know what you're saying in the middle of my day. I wanna know what you're saying about this situation. I wanna know what you have to say about this circumstance that I'm going through. I love that quote because it just says this, Lord, I don't have to pray for long, but I'm not gonna go that long without praying because I need it throughout the day. I need it, I need it, I need it, I need it. Now, I wanna end with this real quick. And this is what I want you to know, is that every day is busy, life is stressful, there's pressure, but a day without prayer closes the door to Jesus being in control of your day. A day without prayer closes the door to Jesus being in control every day. We see Jesus once again in the garden praying to God. And in Matthew chapter 26, verse 38, it says this, and he said to them, my heart is overwhelmed and crushed with grief. It feels as though I am dying. This is Jesus in the garden, feeling the pressure, feeling the weight something that, like I said, he relates to. We've never experienced this much pressure, this much weight about going to the cross here, but he sure knows exactly what we're going through, right? So Jesus is experiencing something that all of us have gone through. Jesus is feeling the pressure and the stress, but he says in verse 42, it says this, then he left them for a second time to pray in solitude. He said, To God, my Father, if there is not a way that you can deliver me from this suffering, then your will must be done. And I love this, that Jesus was under pressure, but he still gave up what he wanted and made God in control of this moment. Jesus surrendered control of this moment. And so when we're busy, one of the most important Leon, on, praise the Lord. One of the most important things that we can ask ourselves when we're busy is am I giving Jesus control of today? You know, we focus so much on Jesus, you're in control of my life, Jesus, you're in control, but is, is he in control of your every day, every single day? because prayer, just as Jesus modeled to us in the garden, gives God control of your day. When we're busy, we want control, right? When we're busy, we want control. Man, I don't know about you, but when I got a long list of things to do, the last thing I wanna do is stop and pray. I wanna keep on working. I wanna keep on figuring it out. I have a reminder at one o'clock to pray and journal. Do you know how many times I've snoozed that? Too many. But what Jesus is teaching me right now is that you can remain where you're at or you can give me control of today. You can remain under the stress and the pressure you can carry it, or you can give me control of today. Adam, can you come over here? Can you bring that basket? I wanna illustrate this for you real quick. 1 Peter 5, verse seven says this, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. Yeah, stay up here, yeah. You're gonna be Jesus. Congratulations. Congratulations. Classic Jesus. All right, let me read this out one more time. Pour out your worries and stress upon him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. Give them to Jesus. I want you to remember this. Whoever carries is in control. Whoever carries is in control. So we have a basket here a bunch of things uh, that may consume our day, okay? Uh, We gotta clean, right? Anybody gotta clean? My house is a mess, I gotta clean. Um, Let's see here, we got kids' sports, right? We got sports, we may have sports of our own. We might just have a hobby and everything like that. Um, All-star pitcher, no big deal. Um, We have jobs, it's a nice little tie. We have jobs every single day, right? We have pressure at our work, we have a report that's due, we have to report to our boss, we have things that we have to accomplish every single day. We have uh, just our our health in general, you know? Um, You know, we, we just wanna take care of ourselves, everything like that. We have dinner, right? We gotta always, always fix dinner. Our kids have to eat, we have to eat. Every single day we have things that go on in our lives. David Beckham, all right? David Beckham Cologne. We have date nights with our spouse. We need to go on dates, right? We need to just go out, go out with friends, everything like that. We just have stress and, 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 and pressure that kind of piles up on our day. And, and here's what I want you to do. It's not heavy, all right? But here's, here's how we can live life, okay? We can either say, Jesus, I'm gonna give you all of this stuff, everything that's going on in my day, right? Everything that's going on in my day. And I want you to kinda just put it over here, you know? Give it to Jesus and, and he's gonna take care of it. And so we're, we're walking with Jesus, all right? We're walking with him and we give it to Jesus in the morning, you know, we're like, Jesus, I want you to take my day. I want you to take all the stress that I have to do today. I want you to take all my to-dos, all my lists, everything like that. I want you just to carry it today, all right? because I know that you're good and I know that you're gonna take care of it, right? I want you just to take it all. And then this life happens. You know, your day happens, 10 o'clock, you're like, hold on a second, I have that report due. hold on a second, I, I have... Jesus, I'm just gonna take this back, all right? Okay, I'm gonna take this, you carry that. I like to delegate, okay? So you carry that, I'm gonna carry this, okay? All right? And then we think, all right, hold on, hold on a second. I got more stress. I gotta I got to clean today. I gotta to do it. And then we just kinda of take things away from Jesus. But what Jesus is saying is this, listen, if I don't carry it, I'm not in control of it. If I don't carry it, I'm not in control of it. Because look what this verse says. It says this, all right? It says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. Leave them there. One of the greatest mistakes in our every single day is we say, Jesus, I'm gonna take care of this. I'm gonna handle it myself. I'm gonna take this stress back, Jesus. I'm just gonna handle it myself. But what Jesus is wanting us to do every single day is this, give it to him and leave it there. Don't carry it. I know you got a lot going on in your life. I know that there's so much on your shoulders. I know there's so much that you want to carry, but Jesus is saying this, let me carry it. Because if I carry it, then I'm in control of it. If I carry it, then I'm gonna take care of it. Because here's the truth, is that we got Let's just take work, for example. There's a lot of things to do. You got a busy job, you gotta please people. But is there a moment in your day where you say, Jesus, I need you to carry this, but I'm gonna need some help with this too. Lord, I'm gonna let you carry this because I just need some help today. I need your thoughts, I need your plan. And the moment that Jesus is in control of it, that's when his plan begins to happen. The moment that Jesus is in control of it because he carries it. I mean, the greatest greatest times when we're planning out Easter, Christmas, or a big event is when we say, oh, wouldn't this be awesome? And wouldn't this be awesome? But then we all start to pray about it and we think those are dumb ideas. <laughs> this is what the Lord has. It turns out amazing. Jesus wants to carry it all because he wants to be in control, because he wants to help you, because he wants to be there for you. Thanks, man. Why don't you stand up this morning? Maybe there's something in your life that you can think of right now that you're caring. Maybe there's something in your life that you know I've been carrying this stress for a long time. Maybe it's how you handle your kids. Maybe it's how you handle your spouse. Maybe it's it's just high school. Maybe it's just college. Maybe it's just your work. Maybe it's a first job. Maybe it's your boss breathing down your neck. Whatever it is, Jesus doesn't want you to carry it anymore. I love what the end of the verse says, is that he tenderly cares for you. He cares for you. But he can't care for you unless he's in control. That means he has to carry it. And look, as human beings, that's one of the toughest things because we just want to fix it. We want to deal with it. You know that uh, I I was listening to a podcast this past week and, and they were talking about, you know, when you deal with pressure, there's a part of your brain called the reptile part of your brain. And it comes from the word reptile that just wants to attack, wants to be aggressive, It wants to fix it, It wants to deal with it. That's what happens when pressure comes. But God is saying, look, you don't have to deal with it because I'm gonna carry it for you. I'm gonna carry it. So if you're in this room and you've been carrying something for a while, it's time to release it and leave it there. Because you can release it right now, you can put it on Jesus' shoulders, but then tomorrow morning you can pick it back up. You can put it back on his shoulders, but then the next day you pick it back up. Whatever's going on in your life, it's time to leave it. It's time to leave it on his shoulders don't you just throw up your hands right now all across this room. Jesus, we give it to you. Come on, just release that right now. Whatever it is, Jesus, we give it to you. Jesus, we give it to you. You're in control. We want your plan. We want to hear what you have to say. You're in control, Jesus. You're in control. I know we're busy. I know we're stressed. I know we feel the pressure of life, but Jesus, we're taking the time to connect with you, for you to carry it, for you to be in control of the situation. And I speak to every situation in Jesus' name, and I declare, Father God, that every single thing that they're dealing with, you're gonna work it out for their good. You're their defender, you're their salvation. And so I thank you in Jesus' name, Father God, that no matter what it is, Jesus, no matter what they've been carrying, Lord Jesus, I thank you that as they put it on your shoulders, that you become in control, that you do exactly what only you can do. You work it out. You give them the ideas. You give them the creativity. You give them exactly what they need in their situations. So I just thank you so much for that, Jesus. We love you, we love you, we love you. Thank you that you're a good God. Come on, can we just worship Jesus for just a few moments? Thank you that you're a good God. Thank you that you care for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you're always there for us. Thank you, Jesus, 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 thank you, Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus, as we go about our week, we thank you that you're in control. Every single day, you're in control. You're in control. You work it out. You carry it. We love you, we love you. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody, give it up for Jesus this morning. He's good this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, hey, we love you. We love you so much. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We will see you guys next week.